In a recent episode, we discussed the concept that your child's health is your responsibility. Today, we are flipping the script a bit because it has seemingly gone under the radar, which seems silly to say, but we'll discuss why in a moment. But your health being your responsibility and really taking a look at it and the things that we are doing or aren't doing at the most basic level. So without tracking, without focusing on a specific regimen, what are the core things we can be doing? We're going to break all that down. But first, if you are a new listener and you get something from this episode, first of all, go back and listen to the rest. Go through a few of them. Leave us a quick five-star review. Returning listeners, you know the deal already. If you have not yet left a review, please drop us a quick five-star. Anything beyond that with a paragraph in the in the comments or you know sharing us on social media is greatly appreciated. But at a bare minimum, the only cost for listening to this podcast and getting advice that we charge clients for, you know, it's not personal on here, obviously, but we're giving you plenty of tools. Only cost is to leave us a quick five-star review. Helps us expand our audience. And again, we love you. We appreciate you. But diving right in. This is something and probably an episode that seems like we're beating over the head a bit uh, as of recently, which we really are. Um, But there are different ways we can talk about this. And obviously, we don't learn from talking about it one time. We're going to give some different examples. We're going to just give some different viewpoints. Um, But this really came about because the last couple weeks... And this is going to sound silly and it might even sound judgmental, but the last couple of weeks that I've been grocery shopping, it has been extremely depressing to actually look around and see the state of the world, essentially, certainly the state of our country, in a microcosm of a grocery store. Everybody, and I say everybody, but you know what I mean, it's the vast, vast, vast majority, looks unhealthy, looks unhappy. You know, whether they're overweight or not, which, you know, as judging by the statistics, most of our country is. We're coming up on, what, three-quarters of the population is overweight or obese. Even if they're not overweight, they, you know, people just don't, and I I say this health-wise, you're all beautiful, but people just don't look good right now. They just look like they're in some type of of this discomfort, this pain, whether it's emotional or physical. Nobody is glowing. Um... And that's really the result of our health compounding person to person, parent to kids, now grandparents to kids to grand, uh, grandkids. You see the effect taking place. You see what has become the norm in regards to diet and lifestyle. You see the way things are trending. And unless we become aware, which is why you are hearing several different variations of the same episode recently, Unless we become aware and create changes and really make this a focal point and talk about it, talk about it, talk about it again. You didn't let it sink in the first time. You didn't let it sink in the second time. Well, maybe you hear it a third time in a different way with a little more tough love and basic application. Maybe then it sinks in because it is sad to see. It is depressing to see. And looking into my crystal ball, we are fucked unless you put a significant amount of effort into this shit now, because nobody is. I'll tell you that right now. The vast majority, we're going to work, we're eating like shit. We're settling for the norms. When you look around, you know, we, we say, or it is, it is said that you are the average of the five closest people around you, your inner circle. When you look around and nobody's pushing themselves, nobody's focusing on mental health, nobody's focusing on their physical health. They're just settling for the way they are. And I don't mean that you're a bad person or there's anything wrong with you. So I'm saying this all as love. I feel like I got to preface everything with some love and then the tough love. You have to these days. You have to these days. (laughs) But 
you look around and everybody's in the same boat so it doesn't feel abnormal we're all in the same position this is just the way it is nobody feels good nobody's performing well our bodies are breaking down it's just life well it's not it's not just life and i think one of the biggest problems with this and the biggest thing that isn't allowing people to change is the fact that they are of the mindset of let's just i'll wait until x happens i'll wait until later nobody wants to take action now especially those who are you know on the younger side you're in your 20s you're in your 30s you're in your 40s you're waiting until something goes wrong and to make that change and i think that's just the mindset we when i say we i mean like as a country slash population have adapted to or just in terms of our health it's wait until something goes wrong and then i'll focus on this or i'm young now i don't need to focus on my nutrition or my health or any of these things because i still feel good well you're not going to feel good eventually it's going to hit you smack in the face one day and you're going to feel like crap because you did not take action when you were younger you know we had and we didn't even have dinner at my parents the other day we went to my parents the other day to say goodbye to my sister she was going back to uh San Diego, she goes to school out there. Um, and they were they, they made some dessert or something. We ate before we went um, because I didn't want to do penne a la vodka. So I forget what we did here. It doesn't matter. Um, they made whatever it was. I forget. I'm not even going to pretend that I remember. And my mom made a comment that, you know, I'm young, I'm healthy. I can get away with these things now. She said, now is you're young. Now is the time to get away with eating like this. It's when you're older, that's when you have to worry. And she, I remember she said this to me like probably six or seven years ago. So like that's just always been her philosophy. It's and, not and just, I'm not throwing shade to your mom, but that's just. the It's the way things are seen. When you're young, you're healthy, thinks. you can get away with this shit. And I called her right out on it. I'm like, listen, this isn't something you get away with. I'm young and I'm healthy. Young. I'm healthy because I eat the way that I do. Because we do things in moderation. It's not to say we never have dessert. And I'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Um. But because that's not the norm, that's why I've been able to heal myself. And the reason we didn't go over there for dinner for penne alla vodka is because I know how that pasta sits in my stomach now. I know how I feel after eating those types of foods. So, you know, there are a lot of occasions that we skip out on the food on or we leave early for this, that, the other. We're trying to get to bed on time. We're trying. This is going to sound like we're not living life again. We'll circle back to this. But the vast majority of my life is structured so we can get enough sleep, so we can eat the right things, so that when we do choose to enjoy ourselves, we can actually enjoy ourselves. This isn't some chronic inflammation creating cycle that everybody else is stuck in. We're not consuming th- these things to celebrate every single day. We're not doing these things to you know make us feel good before bed and then, oh wait, we actually feel like shit now. We're not sleeping. We're bloated. We wake up groggy. We can do the things we do and enjoy the things in moderation because of the way we live 99% of the time. Um, So again, that's not throwing shade at those of you with the same mindset. Oh, we're young, we're healthy. And a lot of you are not young and healthy, still doing the same things, telling yourselves that. You can do those things on occasion, and every other day is not the occasion, if you take care of everything else between the lines the other 85 to 99% of the time. Now, do we have dessert? Do we have treats? Do we stay up late? Yeah, of course. But it's not the norm. 
I was going to do a, a story yesterday, but I've been on my phone. And we've been doing a lot of content creation a lot lately, so I just kept it the fuck down yesterday. But we had ice cream and did we watch a movie? We just hung out. We watched part we of the movie. We watched Up with Kai. We watched Up with Kai. The reason we feel fine with that, we said Kai, we told Kai no to the dessert several times this week. So dessert, like a true dessert, like a bowl of ice cream or, you know, popsicle or, you know, some kind of stuff we put in the shit category might happen twice a week. It's usually once a week that it's like that special occasional watch a movie. So it was Sunday night. We made Sundays with some Ben and Jerry's and whipped cream sprinkles and watched a movie. Now it was watching TV. You got the screen time. You got the added sugars and the ice cream and blah, 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 blah. We're not sugar Nazis. We just have an accurate depiction of what moderation is. That's the thing. I think that's the problem is people are using the whole everything in moderation almost like they go too far with the moderation and they're they're the idea of moderation, of moderation is misconstrued. Yeah. It's completely misconstrued. It's com- it's just not accurate and I think that's the biggest issue a lot of people have is oh, I was good. I was good today, so I'll have this later. Oh, I was good this week, so I'll I'll have a cheat day. Or, you know, you kind of like weigh your options and you're always using you being good as an excuse. And here's the tough love. You weren't that good. If you were to analyze it and you went through one of our daily check-ins and weekly check-ins with SD Evolution, you weren't that good. But also, you deserve to reach your goals. You deserve to feel good. You deserve to make this a lifestyle change that is healthy and that is overall happy and instead of thinking oh i deserve to insert negative behavior or negative food or whatever it is here like you deserve to feel good so why not flip that script and look at it from that other perspective we don't always have to do something well and then reward ourselves with the opposite or with the thing that we know isn't the most ideal. Does that make sense? It does. And I'll tell you why it is that way and why why we have it backwards. It's because we live in an instant gratification society versus a, uh, a delayed gratification society. So instant gratification, what can I have right now? What's going to make me feel better right this very second versus delayed gratification? What am I going to work towards? What will feel good over time? What is something that I'll be re- rewarded with by committing to now, but not seeing the fruits of those labors for a week, a month, a year, 10 years, a century? Are you still running around at 100? You know, obviously going extreme with that example. But it's the instant gratification of, I'd rather stay up late and watch six movies. I'd rather stay up late eating this ice cream, this candy bar, bowl of Skittles, because it tastes really good. Well, within an hour, you're probably going to feel like shit. So instant gratification to immediate consequence. And that's, again, an extreme example. Delayed gratification. I'm going to go to bed on time. I'm not going to have that bowl of ice cream tonight. I'm going to eat whole foods, get enough protein in. And what is that gratification at the end of that delay? You feel really good. You wake up refreshed. You have energy. You're enjoying life. You don't want to watch TV because you want to go on a hike or go on these trips where you can travel and you know experience the world, be out in there living it. Improve body composition. You look great naked. You feel great naked. 
you have energy throughout the day. You're performing better. You're making more money because you're performing better and you can think more clearly and your brain is actually working the way that it's supposed to. Delayed gratification. Work now, putting effort in now to reap the much more massive fruits of that labor later. And that's not to say you're not enjoying life, but the kicker is when you get into this lifestyle, you get into your routine, you get a form of instant gratification. First of all, it's a job well done, which we all feel good about. It's that dopamine drip at the end of a hard workout or whatever challenging task you just completed, the cold plunge, the sauna, the book you just finished, you feel good. You also, again, improve biofeedback, sleep, stress, soreness, energy levels, hunger levels throughout the day. All those things improve, so you're allowed to thrive in the day-to-day. It's not quite instant, usually. The dopamine might be if you just finished a long run, but it's instant quotations, instant gratification in that regard. I think this applies business-wise, too, because right now it's really, uh, I guess, popular to for newer entrepreneurs to think that the hustle and the grind is not necessary to succeed with business but anybody who is successful right now spent a good chunk of time spent a good chunk of time hustling and grinding and really putting in that extra effort and focus despite not always wanting to to get where they are today and it's the same thing like you can't you can't start a business today and live in that mindset where you're like okay I did an hour of work today I'm gonna go reward myself and just you know take my foot off the gas like that's not how it works it's going to take somewhat of a hustle and grind to get to the point where you can take days off and take weekends off and be a little bit more flexible with your schedule so I think there's a lot of parallels between the two when it comes to that, um, but just wanted to throw that example out there because it's kind of a popular thing to, to hate on the hustle and the grind these days, business-wise. In all facets of life, and to kind of compound on that point, I was listening to Tommy John talk on whose podcast? Ed Milet. I believe it was Ed Milet's podcast, um, and he was told when he started this thing, it was during a recession, the clothing brand. Oh, I was going to say, who's Tommy John? Tommy John? The pa- underwear pajamas? and under, underclothes. Hmm. I'm sure they wear, they make pajamas too. I don't know. Um, but anyway, basically, to compound on that, it's not just hustling and grinding, but the more adversity you tend to face, if you weather that, if you persevere through it, the fruits of your labor tend to be even greater. So they were discussing um, in part of that podcast. They launched that in a recession, and he, was, he read in a book, or a friend had told him, someone else who had already hit it big, a lot of the greatest businesses are created during recessions. Um, I guess when the market's beaten down, if you can, if you can get in and do your grind there. I didn't, I didn't read the book. I didn't read the quote. I didn't uh, follow up on that. But to my concept of common sense, to that statement, when you're grinding, when everyone else is really hurting, and they're maybe they're taking their feet off the pedal and they're not innovating themselves. You have a massive opportunity to gain market share. You have a massive opportunity to put that hard work in, grind through it, and then when the market's beaten down, you're just automatically subject to a greater share of that market and you're getting more exposure and you know, you're doing things in a new and creative way, which will always capture much more attention. Uh, but the same concept. If we are applying that work and that effort, we are going through you know, those periods of adversity, but we continue to push through those we're learning, we're adapting, we're becoming stronger, we're becoming better. 
uh, we tag on new clients. We have these prospective client calls, discovery calls. Um, and a lot of times people are like, yeah, I'm really interested, but I have vacation coming up, up or, you know, it's a busy month, busy month. Kids. This is happening. And we tell people that is an opportune time to start. And that's not so we can take your money right now when you can't do anything. It's because it's hell week. It's boot camp. It is the hardest period or one of the hardest periods you're going to experience so why would you not allow us to coach you through that? And if you can tackle things during that difficult period of time, that more trying period of time, how fucking easy is this going to be when things settle down? One of our coaches this morning, actually, on our, our weekly call was telling me about one of her new clients who started this month, I believe, and she's moving or she moved she's moving again in a couple weeks. Um, she kind of just set the expectation with coach Haley that you know, I'm not going to be as communicative this month, but I still wanted to, wanted to start and kind of get the wheels rolling on this because I knew that if I did commit, despite not showing up as much as I wanted to, I would still feel a little bit better. And I was like, that's the perfect example of just taking action and starting despite whatever is happening in your life. And she already, she's a couple weeks in and she already said, like, I already, I still feel good. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not stressed. I'm I'm not showing up here with coaching as much as I want to be yet, but I think by her kind of just pressing go and starting, she's setting herself up for a highly successful next month after her move is done, things have settled down, she already understands the concepts that we're working on, and she's already reaping the benefits of what coaching is. So just just an example of taking action when things are messy and how beneficial that still is despite things not aligning perfectly in your life to do so. Now, I'm not privy to this full conversation, but I will say if it was discussed that there would be less communication, and she said less communicative, that could mean a few different things. But what we typically see in clients in that position, and if those of you coming on who would be in a similar position, we're listening to this now thinking about applying, I would recommend you keep that line of communication open. So you continue with your weekly, weekly check-ins, even if your daily check-ins aren't fully completed. What I mean by that is we measure everything from intake to biofeedback to movement to habits to sleep. If all of those things aren't filled in because you're not tracking during moving week, that's fine. Fill in what you can and answer as many questions as you can on that weekly check-in and have that conversation every week with your coach. Hey, this happened, here's how I handled it. Because then we're able to go back and forth. Okay, you did this and then you weren't able to do these things. But next week, can you focus on these things without tracking? Can we make sure we're doing X, Y, and Z so you are getting the most out of this experience? And again, it's utilized as a learning experience versus, hey, I pressed the on button. Um, and now I'm, I'm more aware, which again, that's still a huge positive. Just being aware and focusing on this, doing what you can. But we can still educate and we can still improve during these difficult periods. So rather than just signing up and saying I'm gonna be better because I signed up, doing as much as you can in that regard. In re I mean, in regards to communication, talking every week, filling in what you can, and being able to have those conversations about what we can improve even in the short-term busy period. Absolutely, yeah, I, they're still communicating. I think it's just not full-blown check-ins with everything right now. Perfect, and that's that's what we're looking for. So. What are we talking about here? Circling fully back, we are unhealthy, we are overweight, we are not prioritizing ourselves. And hopefully, you know, if you guys are parents and you listen to the Your Child's Health is Your Responsibility podcast episode, hopefully, first of all, you started immediately taking action on that. And again, if you're not, 
it is truly irresponsible uh, and it's borderline neglect. And I'm not going to preface that with something nice to say, as I did before. You're, you're fucking up your kid's life and it's entirely on you. If you don't know what I'm talking about and you have kids, go back and listen to that episode. It's titled, Your, Chi- your Child's Health is Your Responsibility. Basically, if you are making your child sick right now, if they are overweight, if they are completely inactive, that is a form of neglect. And that is entirely on you. And I will not apologize for that. And I will not preface that with something nice and fuzzy. You are now aware. Go create the fucking change. Today's episode, your health is your responsibility. You know, hopefully, again, what I was going on to say with that last part, maybe you've already started those changes for your kids. That's fantastic. But you need to stop putting yourself on the back burner as well. When I was talking about the grocery store, that wasn't a judgmental comment. It was a compassionate one. I feel terrible and... You know, there was a point during this journey um, where I really asked myself, are we, are we doing the right thing? We want to change the world. Are we, are we doing that through health coaching? Are we making a big enough impact? Is this a big enough need? And my answer previously, you know, a few years ago may have been, I don't know. Like, we're obviously doing good. We're, we're creating positive changes on a person-to-person level. Um is this really needed or are there other things we can do to make a bigger impact? Are there bigger issues in the world? And ask me that today, ask me that after walking through the grocery store and I believe we are doing exactly what we need to be doing. We can't change the world until we change ourselves. If we are all sick and dying, how are we going to fix anything else? How are we going to create solutions to political issues, to climate change, to, you know, peace, world peace, you know, whatever it is, it's kind of like that plane analogy. You have to put your mask on if the plane is crashing before you can help anyone around you because if, if that thing comes down and you're trying to help four or five people in the seats around you, you eventually pass out. Now you're not, you're not helping anybody. You are now a liability. To prevent yourself from becoming that liability, we have to create change for ourselves. We have to be able to live long enough to be there for our kids and our grandkids and maybe our great-grandkids. We have to show up for our people now. If you are sick, if you feel like shit, you're not showing up in the best way. And that doesn't mean you're not trying. Plenty of great people are not currently healthy right now. doesn't mean you're not trying. You're obviously busting your ass. But we can be better. We can do better. And we can do more if we're taking care of ourselves. What about the people who will say to that, I don't have the time to take care of myself. I'm taking care of my sick mom. I am... You know, I have kids, we have practice. I don't have any free time in my day to take care of myself. Unless you are the single mom working two jobs and driving your kid to school and sports and literally doing those things, which I still think you need to to figure something out during that period, whether it's, you know, five minute breaks throughout your work day, lunch break, whatever. You still need to figure something out because you're not going to make it through that grind without totally beating yourself down. But all the power in in the world and respect to you guys, that's... I can't imagine it, and that's incredible. Unless that's you, there is time. You are just bad at time management. You are not filling a gap somewhere. There are probably, at a minimum, you've got 10, 15-minute blocks throughout your day where you're spacing out, you're scrolling through your phone. Um, even if you are, quote-unquote, working all day, you have this, that, and the other going on. There are periods of your day where you could be doing little things. If you can't get to the gym, take a walk. On your lunch break, go to a park light jog, do some push-ups, squats, lunges across the field. Um, You're all eating, right? Any of you who haven't eaten for the last year? Any hands? You're all eating. You can take care of your diet. You can take care of nutrition. You can focus on water intake. 
So at the core level, whole foods, drinking enough water, and moving your body. Everybody got that? Anybody can't handle that? You can. Perfect. And I say this condescendingly because it's this shit is common sense. And I even put it up um, on a post on Instagram today. It was like a list of three or four things to prioritize and two things to deprioritize. And that is just the core basic level of things you can do to improve. It's common sense. It's not paid attention to because it's not sexy marketing. So I say it condescendingly because we all have the ability to do so. Three quarters of our uh, three quarters of us are still not doing so. And I know a lot of you listening to this podcast or might be laughing, might be a little annoyed with how I'm speaking today because I'm a little annoyed with what I'm seeing every day. Um, but those of you listening, a lot of you are probably in the 25% where you are taking care of yourself. You are doing the things you need to do. Uh, you know, if you're not currently healthy, you are making the steps necessary to do that. And all the power to you. You guys are kicking ass. You are creating changes. You are making those positive you know, adaptations to your health, your diet, your training, your movement, your lifestyle, your sleep habits. And that's why we ask you guys to share these episodes because, you know, hopefully this is reinforcing to those of you already listening, but there are a lot of people who need to hear these things, to hear these concepts, to create the awareness through change, to create the change through awareness. And, you know, we ask you to leave the reviews. We ask you to share, and it's not so we can make more money. We're not making any money on this podcast. There are no sponsors to this besides our companies for those of you who want to utilize some extra tools yeah we make money on that but we will continue doing this podcast without any affiliation or direct obligation tied to our businesses so by growing our audience we're reaching more people we're helping more people we're creating awareness for more people that's why we ask you this at the beginning of every episode and it is your responsibility to do so if you have not already you don't have to be a health coach to change the world share a topic that you're passionate about and through awareness, we create change. I think going back to the time thing, a lot of people have this idea that it, it taking care of yourself takes a lot of time and it takes hours and hours a day. You have to be in the gym for two hours a day. You have to be meal prepping. That takes two hours. Like there's a, their idea of what it takes to be healthy is just so skewed that that's leading to you then not taking action and I think that's very common um but you know something we've been preaching for years now is shorter gym set like even our own sessions what is the average of your gym gym time right now now it's probably like 40 minutes okay that's my average average time in the gym 40 to 45 minutes not including cardio that's that's the lift but right but still that is for someone who is not doing anything if you can commit to 30 minutes two or three times a week, like that is going to impact you greatly compared to what you're doing now. If you can bust your ass 20 minutes, like hard, go hard for 20 minutes, three days a week. Yeah. And then move. So find those pockets of time. If you are on Instagram asking someone like us questions and frustrated that you don't have time, you're on Instagram asking us questions, so I guarantee you're probably taking some time to scroll and take in some information too, which could be your time right there. So, Which is a good thing, but we need to not focus on yeah. just taking information in and focus on applying some of that information we deem to be quality. You can't just consume info. You have to take action on it. So hopefully that helps and is 
refreshing to hear knowing that it doesn't take hours upon hours upon hours daily and weekly to see results or to feel better um but did you want to kind of go into i mean we've touched on some of the stuff a little bit but well first i want to i did a, a post in a podcast um regarding my journey on ppis and what just came out with the connection between ppis and dementia not that it's a new connection but uh, some more strong data indicating a very short amount of time on PPIs versus a significant increase in the uh, instance of dementia down the road. And I had some conversations after that. Um, you know, one person that I was talking with felt like they were stuck between a rock and a hard place because it was either, oh, now I've got to have dementia or I have to have, you know, some type of gastro cancer, esophageal cancer, stomach cancer, whatever it is. They truly felt that was, you know, those were their options, you know, cancer or dementia. And, you know, it's tough to have full conversations through DMs. You know, we give what we can going back and forth. But that is what most people feel. They feel like they're trapped. They don't have a choice. They have to just suffer and grind through this. And their only options are, you know, horseman number one or horseman number two. Because our doctors aren't having those conversations. And that's why I feel so strongly about, you know, partnering up with quality health coaches, people they've done their background on, not just... Instagram personality number one, two, and three, but coupling health coaching a la lifestyle changes for their patients with healthcare through the medical system. Um, circling back, if we focus on all the things we're talking about today, lifestyle changes, sleeping, moving your body, working out when you can, eating healthy, you're probably not going to need to be on those PPIs. And this is not limit, not limiting. If you have any gut issues, why the fuck are you still drinking? Again, tough love. And I've had this conversation with family members. If you have gut issues, why are you drinking something that's giving you more gut issues? If you have any comorbidity, you should not be drinking. Like it's (laughs) drinking should be done in moderation for healthy individuals. And again, moderation is very misconstrued. A couple drinks a week, one drink a day. What, what's your definition? Not getting drunk, so you're four beers a night. That's not moderation. If you have anything going on with you that you want to improve, you need to get rid of everything that is detracting. You need to sleep more. You need to eat better. You need to stop drinking alcohol. But anyway, again, circling back. It's not dementia or cancer. It's lifestyle changes, so you don't need the things that cause those things. I'm on PPIs because, I'm not, but paraphrasing, I'm on PPIs because my diet was not on point, because I'm not, you know, focusing on removing food a few hours before bed or eating the right things or taking notes on what causes symptoms. So then when I have the occasional case of heartburn, which is normal, I can take Tums or something, you know, drink a glass of milk. There's different remedies. L-glutamine throwing some, some of that back when it, when it flares up. Um, licorice. But those not, not things aren't going to be a cure-all for those who are not practicing the lifestyle changes because I think No, that's, I'm saying the lifestyle changes and then use the Band-Aid, not the right. PPIs, but that's when those things come up. The mindset most people have Correct. is, let me try the supplement first. Let me try the, the flashy, magical, quick fix. Let me go farther than that. Let me take the drug. Let me take the quick fix. The drug, so the magical quick fix recommended by my doctor. Let me take the drug so that I can continue drinking, 
so that I can continue doing X, Y, and Z that I enjoy that I don't want to take away from my life. So let me take the drug with the side effects so that I can keep doing the dumb shit that I've been doing that caused the issue in the first place. And I can say this shit with such passion and such negativity because I did the same thing. I drank my ass off in college. I took all the supplements and I didn't make a fucking change until my body was broken. I'm like, let me let me take this medicine so I can keep doing all this dumb shit. I was the dumb fuck who was doing all those things. I destroyed my body and I take full responsibility for that. But then I woke up and I'm hoping that some of you wake up too. We can create the changes and it's going to take a long ass time to heal yourself. It took me a decade, but you can do those things through consistent hard work. And if you are not willing to put in the work and remove the things that are causing the symptoms that you're having, then I have a hard time having sympathy for you. But I'm hoping that through awareness, you can create change. Preach. So that was one. That was the, you know, cancer or dementia. You can create the ability. You can create the change through your lifestyle, through your habits, through your sleep. What was the other one? The other one was, it might have been the same person, actually. Um, but referring back to the child's, your child's health is your responsibility episode, she also brought up, or the other person who brought up on the same timeline, they weren't asking what was being fed to their kid during daycare. So they didn't actually have to bring snacks and stuff. Um, but it was provided at the daycare and they never asked like what it was that was actually provided when... Which is common. Daycares often do provide snacks at least. Maybe not full-blown lunches, but But I believe snacks. her mom ended up asking that I don't know if the provider was a live-in with her sister or something. Anyway, along those lines, the the mother of the mother ended up asking the daycare provider, "What are these? Like, what is what's being fed to the kids? Like, is it healthy food?" And it was basically a laugh of, "Absolutely not! I would go broke if we were feeding healthy snacks to the kids." So if this is normal, I'm not aware because Kai doesn't go to daycare. Apparently, you have some background on this. That's the norm. Your kids getting gum, well, remember- gummy bears and. Cheetos for snack time? I remember, and obviously this is a long time ago. I'm 32. Um, but when I was in preschool at you the church. Preschool? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I have memories of preschool. Um, but they gave us Oreos. They, we would get a few Oreos for a snack at preschool back in 1994 or whatever. Oh, but you're a kid. That's the time to do it. Um, right. So, I mean, I don't know. Not right for I'm those of you sure. missing sarcasm. I'm not sure that they're giving them Oreos these days. But Probably. I just have vivid memories. I was eating an Oreo the other day, and I was like, hmm, I remember I used to have these in preschool, and it just like brought back a memory. So, yeah, I mean, it's just everything is backwards, and it's unfortunate that... Well, let's play devil's advocate here, too, because I think a lot of people will argue, well, healthy food is so much more expensive and than non-healthy food. So... What would you say to someone who argues that point? First of all, no, it's not. Um, I don't know if you're like buying pre-made, organic, fresh from the farm. Like those type of things are probably more expensive. Like you can't go buy a meal kit, certified organic, fresh, overnighted to you. But if you're making things, if you are, even better if you have a fucking garden, a couple of vegetables. But even if you don't have a garden, even if you don't have a garden, I'm just saying that's even better. But you go to the store, you grab some veggies, you grab some rice, you grab some protein. Let's go with one of the cheapest. And like, I'm not a chicken breast guy, but one of my favorite meals is diced up chicken breast. If you want to grill it, if you want to bake it, saute some veggies, 
get some sweet onions in there, some sweet peppers in there. If you like something spicy, some jalapenos, whatever. They don't even have to be fresh. You can buy frozen if you buy need frozen. To. A bag that's like a dollar and a half that are already pre-mixed. Throw that in the pan. Costco, the Costco mixed veggies. Yeah, they're the giant bag for nothing. I forget what the brand is, but doesn't matter. Giant giant bag of frozen forever. mixed veggies. Throw that in a pan with some olive oil, salt, pepper, garlic if you want. Doesn't even need it. The olive oil just extracts those flavors. Throw the chicken and those olive oil sauteed veggies on top of some rice. Minute rice in a package. Minute rice in a package or, in or the big bag you want to boil yourself, make it quinoa, whatever. Throw that on top. That is one of my favorite things. And, it's and I hate chicken. It's easy. It's very cheap. So I don't want to hear this shit that it's, it's more expensive. It might be more time consuming because you're not buying something you're throwing into a microwave. Like you're not going to beat that on time, but you can meal prep, you can batch prep. But it's not more expensive if you do it the right way. So I don't even want to hear that. Okay. Just was playing devil's advocate there. But there was another point you were talking about I wanted to jump on. I forgot. Snacks so. and Oreos and preschool. Nope. I think it's gone. Well, I'm going to chew on that. But what are non-tracking, non-specific program things someone could take from today? And again, we've talked about this before. This is nothing new. But if we're going to the absolute baseline foundation, what are the simplest things somebody can focus on today to start feeling better, improving their overall health, having more energy, improving body composition without giving a program, without saying follow your, you know, track your macros, track your calories. The simplest intuitive approach. Get outside for a walk every day. Number one. Sunlight and movement early if you can. Number two. Replace some of your packaged, pre-made, processed, I put processed in quotes because, I mean, there are healthy things that are processed too, but... Highly refined. Replace some of those things with single ingredient whole food sources, fruits, veggies, lean meats, eggs, basics. You don't have to track in that same department, you don't have to track your fiber but look for higher fiber foods and eat different types of high fiber containing foods. Different fruits, different vegetables, different legumes, different seeds, different nuts. If you swap out some of your pre-packaged processed stuff with whole foods, you're naturally going to increase your fiber right off the bat. Right off the bat. Um, it does take some more intention to get it up high enough, but that will be a good place to start. Um, so we have movement. We have some nutrition focus. Drink more water. Most people are out here living on a Poland Spring water bottle every day, and that's all the water they drink. What she two thirds of your body weight in pounds in ounces. So if you weigh a hundred pounds, sixty-seven ounces of water. And just to, I mean, for the instant gratification, folks, what is sunlight doing? What is drinking more water doing? Well, first of all, if you wake up in the morning, you want to hit snooze, and this is something that I have to remind myself of, and I'm going to start again tomorrow. Before you hit snooze at quarter of five in the morning, have that glass of water or your water bottle right next to your stand. Just chug 10 massive gulps. You will immediately start waking up. Your body is dehydrated when you wake up in the morning. That's why you feel so shitty. If you can chug as much water as you can before you even step out of bed, you're going to start waking up. You're going to start feeling better. Energy is going to start going up. Someone just posted about a study that came out where drinking more water is actually associated with additional fat loss. And it's not because you're eating less because your stomach is full of that additional volume via water. It somehow actually stimulated additional fat loss. Don't take me at my word for that. You can look that up on your own. The sunlight. 
why am I feeling better? Why am I immediately in a better mood? And this is probably why we feel shitty and are sicker during the winter months as well, because we're not as out, we're not outside as much. We're getting that light filtered through the windows. And it doesn't have to be a sunny day. Like nope. it's even more important to get out on the cloudier days. Absolutely. So you're getting out there, you're getting your sunlight exposure. It's regulating your mood, your uh, yeah, circadian rhythm, your hormones. What was I going to say on top of that? Uh, I'm throwing all this in as quick as I can to, I know we're kind of rambling here. Anyway, that is again something I notice right away. Getting outside, seeing the sunlight before I'm focused on my phone and on my computer for the rest of the workday. So just wanted to jump in with those two quick points. What's water and sunlight going to do? Well, those are actually awesome for your instant gratification, folks. Uh, just getting up and not being completely sedentary all day. So obviously, yes, if you can get out in the morning, that's great. Get your walk in. But even if you just stand up at your desk every hour or like take a few steps in a circle in your office, like just loosen up a little bit don't be crouched over your computer for seven hours straight another thing they were just starting to talk about starting to be discussed um independent of activity levels sitting for more than eight hours a day is associated with a significant increase in mortality so it's not even those of you who are sitting for eight hours and then moving a lot and training a lot I think it was something like 15% increased mortality just from sitting eight hours. So if you can get up and stand for 15 minutes every hour, you know, raise your desk if you need to, do a lap around the office, longer walk at lunchtime, whatever. Um, another instant gratification. On my slower days with kayak, we wake up and then, you know, I do my morning routine, I get my lift in, I'm feeling good. And then maybe we, we read a book because it's a rainy day or we're playing upstairs, playing some games board games not running around games i feel my energy levels plummet so once i get up i get in my routine i do my cold shower i've got my electrolytes get my workout in maybe i'm doing some cardio after that and then kai wakes up we start our thing if it's a slower day i feel my energy crash so we've been trying to get out and be more intentional about you know maybe we take a walk before breakfast or after breakfast move around you know if we can get outside, obviously getting outside versus staying inside and reading right away. Those are things where I notice a big difference and a big change from good to bad. Even if I start off great, I notice my mood come down and my energy levels plummet if we are sitting for another hour or so. First thing in the morning, especially. Lift some weights at least twice per week for even if it's 20 minutes, that's all you can do right now. And even if the weight is just your body. Even if it's just body weight, you're not used to doing any exercise, that is a great place to start. You don't even need to buy a gym membership, although Planet Fitness, I think, is still, what is it, $10? Is it still? I don't know. No it's cheap. Um, or go on Facebook Marketplace, find some old school weights someone is selling. Um, there's options. There's res resistance bands. I mean, you can do a lot as a beginner to exercise and see great results for a pretty decent chunk of time before you need to add more resistance to that. So greatest longevity marker markers, greatest longevity. What is the phrase I'm looking for? The best way to increase your longevity is actually through exercise, through moving weights. Uh, you know, nutrition is going to help you feel better. Movement in general is going to improve things, but the numbers tend to state exercise itself is what's going to help you live longer and increase your health span. Um, for the most obvious reasons, that is being able to stay stronger to support yourself. I like to use the, uh, if you don't use it, you lose it mantra. 
in this concept if you sit down. If you're not using your brain, obviously, that's when we see neurodegeneration. If you're not using your body, that's when we see physical degeneration, muscle atrophy. Um, and as we start breaking down, that's when we see our age. It's not just a mantra. Itself. It's a it's science backed it's the principle of reversibility so it's not just if you don't use it you lose it it's proven and you will lose it for sure so we touched on movement nutrition water lifting mental health mental health if you can meditate i don't care if it's a minute to start but a minimum of 10 minutes a day and just focused breathing. You can follow a guided app. Use the something app. free it's on the YouTube. Easiest thing you can do. It, it's not just the woo-woo stuff. You know, we haven't really dove into meditation in a while on the podcast. We've done a bunch. There are episodes if you scroll throughout. back. But it'll physically change your brain, reducing those anxiety centers, increasing those attention centers, um, increasing your mindfulness throughout each day, which is where you're going to derive the most happiness. Living in the present moment, not worrying about the past, about the future, about what could happen. You're just in the present and there are very few dangers to us, very few issues present to us in the immediate here and now. So big, big thing on mindfulness. Again, scroll back, listen to some of those uh, dedicated episodes. So that I focus on, that's my my biggest thing for emotional and mental health. Um, you can do the cold plunges, you can do a sauna if you have to, if you or if you have the ability to do so, some little tools. but. Core basics today, guys, the little things we can do to be healthy. You do not have to track calories and macros. You don't have to train six days a week. You don't have to go for a 10-mile hike every single week to be healthy. For the majority of us, maybe that's what it seems like you have to do, and maybe that's why most of us aren't doing anything. It's if I can't go do everything, I'm going to do nothing. But we talked about today is simply lifestyle choices. They're not even... They're really not big to-dos. It's just choices. I can choose the bag of potato chips or I can choose a healthier version of, of lunch. I can eat breakfast with you know, some eggs and some oats and some berries and some chia seeds, flax seeds, and boom. It's choices that we need to improve. We become aware of the choices we're making now, and we create change by making better choices in the future. None of this was a massive to-do. I'm gonna beat that over the head again. None of these things take a great amount of time or effort. A lot of these things don't take any additional time. It is just making a different choice. I would like to walk through the grocery store in five years and see happier people and see healthier people and see people who are glowing and thriving as opposed to what looks like the beginning of the end of humanity, to be honest with you, with how angry, upset, rushed, jumbled, overweight, and sick that most of us look. Through awareness, we create change. This is not judgment. This is stating an observation, stating the data that is just out there for you all to see. We are all sick. We are all overweight. We are all stressed. We all have anxiety. We can all create change. Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes.